I need a moment, if you don't mind. <clears throat> I feel like I've been running around this morning, just going here and there. We had a funeral yesterday, and the, the plant is from that funeral. Lloyd uh, Smith, uh, we said goodbye to Lois. He said, he said goodbye to his wife, Lois, yesterday. Uh, and I thank you for all those who came out and supported Lloyd. I know that, that was, it's been really hard for him because he never felt like he had really a lot of closure uh, during this time. Of, his wife died back in April the 24th, and so it's been some time. Uh, and so it was a good day uh, to hear about her life. And even this morning, I feel like I've just been running around, and uh, we were trying to get ready. I got the podium up this morning, and I had one of these in my pocket. And uh, you know the rest of the story, don't you? Got it so close to me, it busted in my pants, and so therefore, I had to go home and change my pants. And so, that's what happens. And so, today's been one of those days where I just kind of want to take a deep breath and go, so if y'all can take a deep breath, just take a deep breath with me. Thank you. I needed that. <clears throat> right now, more than ever, more than ever, we must be extremely careful about the voices that we're listening to. And why? Because life on earth is basically a battle of competing voices. And if you want to, you can take off your mask. If you, don't, if you feel comfortable, you can during this time. But if you think about it, we are listening to a lot of different voices in our world today. And every one of them, every one of them are vying for your heart. They're vying for your heart and your heart. They're vying for our hearts. And here's the one thing I know. Here's the one thing about, I know about all those voices and what they're telling us. Listen to my voice. So every voice out there, every voice out there is saying, listen to my voice. And we know whose voice we're supposed to listen to. Our lives are supposed to center around Jesus Christ and our Father, and the one voice, the one voice that comes through Him, through God, through Jesus, who are one, through the Spirit, through a one, all of this comes through Him. We're supposed to be listening to His voice, to His voice. All right, we've been in a series on the Sermon on the Mount, and we've been talking about kingdom language and what it means to be a part of Christ's kingdom, God's kingdom. And Jesus is on the side of this hill, and he's asking people to join him in his kingdom. And we've looked, about, looked at the conditions of one's heart, and now we're looking at the fruit of one's heart. And we looked at blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are those who are meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who are hungry and thirsty after righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. And blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. And today, we look at the new the next one, and it's this, and it's on the screen. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. 
How many of us want to see God? Okay? All of us want to see God. All of us want to stand before I I want to see His face. I want to see Him as He is. And I know that here in this earth that even Moses asked for that on the Mount Sinai. asked, I want to see you, God. I want to see you. And God said, no, if you ever see my face, you will surely die. But one day I hope to see his face, to see God as he actually is. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So, let me ask you a question. How's your heart this morning? How's your heart this morning? Where is your heart this morning? You know, when I think about hearts, it makes me think about David, who was a man after, repeat it for me, a man after God's own heart. A man after God's own heart. And then I look at his life, and I think about his life, and I think about David's life, and I go, oh my, how in the world could that possibly be? Here you have an adulterer, here you have someone that murdered, here you have someone that stole, that coveted, and then you just look at the rest of his life going into Philistine territory and all these things. And I look at David and I go, how in the world could this person be a man after God's own heart? So, as we've done before, as we've done before, I want to look at the curse side before I do that. Have you ever, I mean, as I've been doing this sermon on the Sermon on the Mount, these sermons, I think, why in the world am I doing a sermon on a sermon? You understand what I'm saying? Why in the world am I doing a sermon on a sermon? I mean, Jesus did this sermon, and he just left it out there for people just to grapple with, to people to kind of figure out on their own heart. And so you had, and so you had, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. He didn't go into any explanation. He didn't say exactly what that meant. He just left it for you and for me to look at our own hearts. And so what each and every one of us need to do in our lives is this is really a lesson that forces us, forces us, and a scripture that forces us You've got to do some introspection, and you've got to listen to your own and look at your own heart. We have to look at our own hearts, what's going on inside of us, each and every one of us right now. Is your heart divided? Is your heart full of evil? What's in your heart? heart right now. So, as you look at that curse side, and let's look at the curse side and give us some idea of kind of what a heart that doesn't look like what we're looking at looks like. So, you can write this down if you brought an outline or anything, but cursed are the hypocrites whose hearts whose hearts are divided, for they will not see God. Now, remember, there's curses and there's blessings. You see that in Deuteronomy chapter 28. God says, if you do this, here's the blessings. If you do this, here's the curses. 
And the curses, if I look at this one, and I just tell you, okay, what's the opposite of blessed are the pure in heart? Opposite of that are cursed are the hypocrites whose hearts are divided, whose hearts are divided, for they will not see God. In Matthew 15, verse 8, Jesus says this about those hypocrites. He said, this, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Their heart is far from me. They honor me. They lift me up. But their heart is far from me. And I think of my own life, and I think of the duplicity, the duplicity that sometimes I present in my own heart and in my own life. And Jesus says this in Mark 7 about one's heart. What comes out of a person is what defiles him. For from within, from within, right here, guys, from within, from within, out of the heart of man. Now, let me just stop right there. The heart, remember what we talked about. We've done this. It's been some time, but let me remind you. The will, the heart, and the spirit are kind of referred to as one singular thing. And that, that when you see those in Scripture, and the heart is your decision-making place of your life. So when you, you look at your heart, what are the decisions I make out of that heart? What comes out of that heart of mine is what we're seeing that from within. So that heart of man, and here's what comes out of it. Evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, <clears throat> adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, <clears throat> Evil, envy, I mean slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within. This is Jesus talking. And they do what? They defile a person. They defile a person. I had this thought this week. And I thought, that is a huge question that I don't know if I've asked myself before. But it was a question I felt like God asked. Okay, so this is a God question. So just think of this as God saying this. So I wonder sometimes about my life if God looks at me and he goes, he goes, do I want that person here with me? Now, I know, listen, listen, I know that God, all, he, he wants everybody to be saved, okay? I know that. I understand that. But if he's looking at you right now, right now, where you are in your life, in your heart, where you are from just, he knows here, I can't see. We see the outside. All of us see the outside of what you present to us. But God, on the other hand, looks deep with inside of us and knows what's inside of our hearts, and does he look down and he goes, do I want James here with me in my kingdom? Do I want, place your own name in there. Place your own name in there. And see, I want to see God. I want to see God, but the question is, how do I see Him? 
David in his psalm said this, Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? And who shall stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a what? And a pure heart. Who does not lift up his soul to what is false and does not swear deceitfully. And here's my question, is that even possible? Is that even possible? All right, here's the good news. And here's the hope that we lean into each and every day on this. First of all, God is love. God is love, and He loves each one of you. He loves you. He loves you just where you are. Now, He's not willing to, what doesn't want you to stay there. I've said that many times. God loves us where we are. He loves us exactly where we are, but He doesn't want us to stay there. He wants us to move and walk toward Him, listening to His voice daily and striving with all of our heart to do that. And somehow, somehow there's this, this, the perfect sinner, you know, the unrighteous righteous that are able to stand before God. And you have to go to Romans and understand Romans and the sanctification, the justification that we have in Him, that we are continually cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ, even though we're unrighteous and even though we're not perfect, even though we are sinful. There's a way to stand before God and in His presence because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross for you and for me. But when I'm looking at my own life and understanding what I need to do, I understand that God is love. Look at this verse. So we have come to know and believe that God, the love that God has for us. God is love. And with and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this is love perfected in us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because as he is, so also are we in this world. God's love abides in us if we're loving Him and walking with Him daily. As we walk with Him, He is there for us. I love that old song. And we're going to listen to this old song. It's just the third verse because it goes right along with this. But I want you to just close your eyes, if you would, just for a moment. And just, or you can watch the screen. But I don't want you to sing. I just want you to listen to these words.
Yes, it is so, is what amen, amen means. It is so. And I think about those words. Think about that eye, that holy face, one day may see, keep me from secret sin. Reign thou my soul within. Help me to be, help me to be pure in heart. Okay, so here's, here's what pure in heart is, and you can write this down. Pure in heart is the absence of darkness in the presence of light. It's the absence of darkness in the presence of light. What occupies your heart most of the time? Is it darkness or is it light? What is it that is occupying your heart? This is a message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you that God is 